Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. I'm Jim Nolan. Richard is here. We are on Zoom, but we've got a new mic set up. Richard sounds like he is in the same room with me. Richard, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jim. How are you? I'm fantastic. You sound crystal clear. Glorious. Uh, we got more beautiful weather in Louisville, Kentucky tonight. 70 degree, over 70 today, 75 today, I think. So feels really springy. Um, and it's going to be cold again this weekend, but at least we got a little taste of spring this, uh, midweek again. Well, the good thing is it's only going to be in the 50s or lo, lo, high 40 or high in the upper 40s. So it could be worse. It could be. Uh, so I'll take those weather, that weather for sure. It's still February, but it's very nice. So yes. uh, feeling good about that. Um, are are you in Louisville tonight? I am. I okay. am. Yep. All right. Uh, Not on the road. Yep. Nope. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Well, we, um, as we like to start off with, I uh, want to thank everybody for listening and ask you to continue to rate, view, review, subscribe, um, reach out to us, follow us on Instagram, follow Richard at Kenshin Crew for his food blog. Um, we're having a lot of fun doing this, and uh, we really appreciate the support we're getting uh, both in Louisville and across America. Um, and we had a listen in Singapore this week. I don't know who that was or why they chose tuned in, but I appreciate that. Um, is that is that our first international listener? We actually had a couple last month, and I have to go back and look. I think one was in France, and one was someplace very bizarre, like Kenya. Bonjour, um, bonjour. So, so I'm not sure what's happening, but um, you know. Anyway, we're, we're out there. Um, I don't know why the city of Louisville is not paying us right now because we're promoting the hell out of our city. And if you um, are just listening to this podcast, you're learning a lot about Louisville. And so um, I feel real good about that. I feel real good about promoting that. Yeah. Apparently my sister-in-law said she's learned a lot about Louisville. She's learned about a lot about sports and uh, food in the Louisville area. We're going to come so. back to that. We're going to come back to that uh, tonight for sure. Um, but as we always like to do, let's start with a weekend recap. I had a busy weekend. I was on the road. Richard, you, sir, what happened in, on your weekend? We had a, uh, we had a pretty good, uh, weekend overall. We, uh, went and grabbed dinner on Friday night. Um, and then Saturday night we, So uh, where was dinner? You got to uh, tell us where was dinner. That's a good, I just drew a, I knew it was Fatland, you right? that. Was I just Fatland? drew a complete blank on where we had dinner. This is really bad. It was a good weekend, but I'm trying to blank. Let me get, come back. Was to it, on that was one. it Fat Lamb? It was fat. That is yeah, correct. Yes, that is. I, yes. I'm, I'm sorry. I forgot that Dallas. If you're listening, great meal at Fat Lamb, uh, had the burger, which was one of the best burgers I've had in Louisville. I got to say, um, we did go to Fat Lamb. We had, uh, appetizer of uh the um the brussels sprouts and then the, the lamb meatballs Maisie had the gnocchi and i had the uh the cheeseburger the double cheeseburger they're no fantastic so i'm glad so you good. remember that i yeah. guess somebody's looking at my web page so <laughs> right you. right right um yeah i love that place so you had yeah. fat lamb and uh saturday and then, night with friends then saturday night uh, a group of friends of ours like friends of mine from college uh, we do uh, kind of game night um, each each we do it about once a month. We either do one, dinner or game night and we did game night this time. We did left, right, center and uh, I did not do very well. Maisie and I both did poorly and uh, the house won somehow, which uh -huh. I think is kind of uh -huh. interesting, but it was a, it was a great time. Good dinner. I love that we, game. That's a great, that's a super fun gambling game. That's very, very fun. I, I yeah, I and it, it's easy. it's super easy and it's super addictive. Yes, yes. All of my kids know how to do that and they know what to do with a dollar. So 
Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we we had a good time doing it. I I think I still owe the house some money somehow. I think I walked out more house money. House always than I wins, did. man. Always. Yeah, wins. yeah. So, but it was good. It was a good time. And then Saturday, Saturday or Sunday, we had a low key and then went and grabbed dinner at uh, uh, Imperazzelli's. So it oh, was good. Yeah, Imperazzelli's is uh, some of my favorite pizza in town. Um, awesome. Well, we had a big weekend. We went to Asheville, North Carolina. We actually stayed in Black Mountain small town outside of Asheville, went down to do some hiking, um, snowed on us the whole drive down on Friday. It was very cold. I had some kind of a cold situation. I felt miserable driving. Um, and then, uh, you know, we had some good craft beer, some good food, um, stopped by burial on Friday. One of my favorite breweries in Asheville. Um, Saturday we did a five mile hike. I was, um, low key miserable. My throat was on fire, but we did it and got in the payoff was great. Great view. Um, we uh, visited Carl Sandberg's home down there, which was a great stop. Really cool um, visit. Um, and did you make it to karate? We did not. I could not get in. Um, I checked that immediately after we talked last week and I could not get a reservation. We walked past it, saw it. And it turns out that um, uh, one of the kids had actually eaten there on a trip with some friends um, a few years ago. And, and she wow. said it was it was very fancy. She's like, yeah, we went to this place. It was fancy and good. Uh, yeah. so yeah. So, uh, that was a thumbs up, uh, in, in that direction. Um, but we had some great beer. We visited Sierra Nevada, uh, which is always fun. Uh, took our dog with us. I had a lot of fun hiking with him in black mountain. We went to black mountain brewing, which was really good. Uh, our bartender Lucy was very kind to us. Also went to lookout brewing and fresh pizza, which was awesome. Uh, and finally, on the way out of town, we stopped at Louise's breakfast. It was fantastic. That place was awesome. Stop in if you're down there. So had a great trip. I didn't I was a little under the weather, but uh, really good to get out, really good to have some good food someplace else and some good craft beer. Um, and in, in addition to going to to breweries, there were some of my favorites down there. Wicked Weed and Green Man. I uh, had some of those at, at random restaurants. So really fun. Ne next time you guys go there, uh, remind me to tell you, it's like if you go there, uh, next time stop in Waynesville, North Carolina. Yeah. It's where I go uh, a lot of fly fishing. Uh, my huh? brother and my dad and I go fly fishing there in that area. But the town's really cute. It's kind of like if I had a, basically what I had promoted is what Asheville was. 50 years ago, maybe 40 yeah. years ago. And uh, it's a, it's a cute little town. It's between there and Sylvia where Western Carolina is. Yes. And we, and we go, we do go, Sylvia is where we go fly fishing a lot, quite a bit. Um, and I highly recommend it. There's a couple of great restaurants there. I'll recommend to you before you go. Cool. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. We will probably go again. Um, just cause we like getting out and hiking and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's near Maggie Valley. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, okay. Yeah. I know where that is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, one of the things I thought was super interesting, uh, we went and visited Carl Sandburg's home and, um, you know, great American poet. We all probably read him in high school and, and different things. And um, in the last few years, I've I've visited his home and I have visited Hemingway's home in Key West. And I've been a few times to Frank Lloyd Wright's home in Oak Park, Illinois. And those three men were all contemporaries and all artists in their own right. And the differences in the way they live their lives and the differences in their style and, and um, all of that was, is really fascinating to think about. I really enjoyed seeing that. And uh, the Carl Sandburg home was much more like what um, my grandparents or great grandparents homes would have been like um, in, 
Western Kentucky. So it was very, very nostalgic, but really interesting to think about um, those people who were very successful in their art at a similar time, living such radically different uh, lives in different places. Yeah, really cool. for sure. Yep. So, so I'll have to check that out next time yeah, I go over it's, there. It's in, um, it's in, was it Hendersonville? Yeah. Um, not yep. too far away. And uh, it's, it's totally worth it. There's a couple of hikes. They've got still got a working goat farm. They, um, Mrs. Sandberg got into raising goats in, in her mid fifties and they still have descendants from her original goats that are there on the farm now. So it's, it's, they don't, they don't do, um, you know, competitions with them anymore, but, uh, they still have a working goat farm, which was pretty cool. Everybody cool. liked that. Yep. Nice. Yep. Very good. Um, so we had a good weekend, lived, uh, some fun midlife during the weekend, uh, for sure. Now back to the grind, but, um, in the midst of all of that, Richard, did you watch anything this week or listen to anything good? Any TV, any movies that you saw? Uh, yeah, I, I started a, a series. Um, it's uh, it's on Amazon Prime. I have I've watched the first season last year. Maisie and I started. It's called Clarkson's Farm. Yeah, and it's uh, Jeremy Clarkson who is. People are probably very opinionated about him right at the moment because he made a comment about Meghan Merkel and Harry, uh, uh, Prince Harry or whatever his name is now. I don't care. Uh, Yeah. And um, but he is I watched his show Top Gear, which was on BBC. It's a car show. And then they do Grand Tour on Amazon now. Um, And I think he's hilarious. And we, we started that series and it's it's kind of lighthearted. It's fun. And it's, I mean, it, it's a good show. And then I, I started watching a couple different series. I'm scattering between series to catch up on them. And I started season two of mosquito coast, which is on Apple plus I watched the first season. I kind of told myself I wouldn't watch the second season, but I want to see how they wrap it up. But, um, but other than I tried that, the that, first season of that and I couldn't, I couldn't get going with it. I tried it. I gave it a couple of episodes and just couldn't. It's not. a little preachy. It's, yeah. uh, and, it, and it's preachy when it's like, uh, it's all about the environment and stuff like that. And then in real, it's like, driving electric cars and that whole initiative and then and then in real life justin throws driving a 750 mercedes or bmw which is the v8 gas hog which is yeah. kind of interesting but uh but it, it's it's an interesting show i i saw the original with harrison ford and justin throws uncle actually wrote the book that okay. the series is based on okay. so okay. interesting little cool. twist yeah what about you anything yeah so um couple of things first of all before we get in well let me i'll get to this at the end because this is uh, a something i saw yesterday but um so i've I've watched two really good things this week i I watched all quiet on the western front um on um i guess that was probably monday night and i loved it uh i there's I've, i've got a lot to say about that and we'll talk about that on the oscar podcast i think but i there's so many good things about that movie and it's the third time that film's been made um and probably the best one, uh, the cinematography, and it's amazing. If, if it doesn't win cinematography, I'll be stunned. And um, little things like the soundtrack, which I don't even know if it's a soundtrack, but it's just um, kind of s- some loud tones that are played yeah. throughout that are really, really uh, intense. Um, I, I thought it was great. And um, I don't think it'll win Best Picture. I don't think I would vote for it, number one, as I'm working through my hierarchy of films this year but there's a world in which i could be talked into it i think i, I could get there i think 
Well, if in and I saw it and I really enjoyed it. Uh, it took me. I, I need to watch it all the way through again because I, I kind of watched it in bits and pieces and here and there because at first the uh, the dubbing, uh, the sub or the English dubbing is a little hard to get through. Yeah, we watch the subtitles. Start, yeah, it, it's, but it, it's. I think it's if nineteen eighteen or nineteen seventeen or whatever. The movie that won the Oscar, World War One based movie, um, if that won, not an Oscar, Oscar, yeah, it, Oscar. it didn't. It didn't win the Oscar. I think it may have it won did the not. Globe. No, it, it did not. It was nominated for Best Picture, but did not win the Best Picture Oscar. Uh, because the difference in those movies is, I, I think I told you, I made a reference to you when you were asking about. It. I was like, it, it, it makes that movie look like a, a Disney film. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's very gritty. It's, it's very. It's a tough, hard movie to watch. It's kind of a if it, but it's a really well done movie, and yeah. I, I gotta say, it's it's one of my favorite picks of the year for sure. I, I agree. I, my wife didn't want to watch it because of you know all the grittiness, the war stuff. She's not always into that, but my daughter really wanted to. She and I watched it and had a really good time watching it. And and we were talking about war movies, and it's. We've had a couple of really good World War One movies in the last few years, with 1917 and All Quiet being remade. And yeah. Of of the wars that that we make movies about that we watch regularly, um, do you have a favorite? Do you have one? Because I feel like World War One kind of slips through the cracks. It's not the most glamorous of wars. It's really gritty and dirty, and there's not as much, um, I guess, grand scheme plot lines that you might find in that one. Yeah, it's it's a I'm a, a very big uh, history buff and I, I read a lot of World War Two novels um, and it's it, it does get lost in the cracks a lot because I don't think it was it was one. The U.S. was very late to the war, uh, not to give a quick history lesson, but we were very late to the war. Also, there wasn't like major decisive battles that you could say like d-day or um the battle of the bulge i mean there were decisive battles but most of them were fought by the europeans before the u.s even got involved um there was a couple battles that we were involved in that won, but um i i'd say overall my favorite war movie overall is it's it's not watched a lot it was a very grand movie that flopped at the theaters and it's a bridge too far that's a and great it movie. has an amazing cast great movie and it's a great movie it's very it's it's very well done and it's 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 very similar to the i mean it's based on the book by uh it's it's based on the book a bridge too far and the historical events so it's very well done and very it, it's a great movie so and saving private ryan's great too but I, I have to say a bridge too far is my favorite. Well, I think this is a good topic for another pod one day, which yeah. is our favorite war movies. But I really I was talking to Katie about this, about World War One, and it was it, it probably the last war of its kind, which was a war that was fought on. And it was a lot of trench fighting, a lot of just just killing for just, you know, a few yards of land. And World War Two will never see anything like it again, because, again, we had the airplane came into play a lot. It was fought on the seas as well. Uh, we had the the Nazis. We had um, we had nuclear weapons. We had a clear cut good guy bad guy situation from our standpoint. 
which I think in World War One is a little bit blurrier. Like, it, why are we fighting these guys? What's the ultimate goal? Whereas, you know, genocide's bad. We want to fight that. So, like, it's it it so it's a it's a better tells a better story, I think. And I also really enjoy the World War Two stuff too. I read a lot. My father um, had stacks of books about it, so we read a lot about that back in the day. And um, anyway, I think it's um interesting. I think Vietnam uh, had a lot of traction when we were kids. A lot of movies, yeah, hard about that. Oh, it did for sure because we we knew people who were in it. Our parents' generation fought that war and and dealt with it and all the complexities of it. And um, whether it was the fighting overseas or the turmoil at home, we, it was very close to home. And so World War One falls through the cracks. And I felt like this movie really for for a for a war that doesn't have maybe the sort of you know um grand appeal in terms of storytelling as some of the other ones this movie really showed that the stakes were just as high for every one of those guys out there fighting as they were in world war ii or the vietnam war or korea or the falklands or wherever you're fighting like the stakes are just as high for all those guys out there doing that and that's one of the things i loved about that movie well, it's it's what's also interesting about it, and there's not a lot of movies out there unless they're coming over from Europe, like this one. Is it's in the, it's the book was written, and the story is of the German perspective. Correct, I love that and too. What is it, it was a very anti-war book when it came out, and obviously it still is. But what's also interesting about it is that aspect because. In the U.S., I mean, I've read a book about the German soldier in World War II. It's called The Forgotten Soldier, and it is about the German experience in the Eastern Front. And it's there's very there's some similarities between the U.S. or not the U.S. Uh, uh, Eastern Front in World War II and just World War One in general. There was a lot of it was a lot of slugfest back and forth. If yeah. you read books about Stalingrad, it's very interesting in that regard. Now it's it's but I think that is one of the aspects that's very different. I mean, we're in a and there's a lot of history still playing out as we see in the Ukraine right now as it relates to the events that unfolded. But I, I think what is interesting about World War One, and and again, we can talk about this more in detail later, but it, it propelled the US into truly a, a more of a global power right. and presence on in the European world and global world. There was a couple of events right around that time period that started to propel the U.S. as a, a global player, whereas before it was just looked at as a European event, and then it, we kind of trickled in. But yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. Yeah, it pulled America out of an isolationist um, sort of mindset and, and really into a globalist mindset. So very important as far as that's concerned. Yep. Um, yep. yep great movie. Um, a little lighter. Uh, I'm also on, we binge this and I've got one episode to go and it's called Fleischman is in trouble. Have you seen this? I haven't. No. So it's on Hulu. It's a book. Uh, my wife had read the book and really wanted to watch it. It stars Jesse Eisenberg and Claire yeah. Danes. Yep. It's really good. Um, as a divorce guy, the first half, three quarters of it really focuses on, um, Jesse Eisenberg's character who's divorced from his wife and she kind of goes AWOL and he's got the kids and, um, but also there's some other stuff too, like some, uh, awkwardness of dating and, um, awkwardness of, you know, meeting women and, and all of the things. And so it really resonated to me as a divorced man from that same point, the back end of the series flips it to where you see the Claire Danes perspective and you see that 
maybe she's not just totally crazy. You know, she does have diagnosable mental illness, but there's some other stuff too where um, they just really weren't communicating well and, and meeting each other's needs. But it's a really uh, good series, I think. And particularly if you've ever been through a divorce, I I, I think you would probably find uh, something that spoke to you in it one way or another. Not that you've been through a divorce, but maybe our listeners have. Richard, did I lose you? I think you might be on mute. I am so sorry, listeners. I was on mute. I apologize. But I'll have to check out that show for sure. So yeah, I really liked it. So that's uh that's that's what we've watched this week. So anyway. Good. Um, yep. Uh all right. Well, moving on. Last week we talked about a couple of concepts that you had, Richard, and I'm gonna let you jump back in here and kind of tell the story and um uh give us the the setup on these two. We're gonna talk a little bit more Louisville food now as um as we move forward today. Yeah. Yeah. So last time we discussed, uh, Andy Reed's, uh, victory meal and what your victory meal would be or, or where you would have it, I guess. Um, uh, the, my wife and I were having a discussion and it came, it got brought up in a party where, um, if you, if you were on a deserted Island and you had one restaurant uh air dropped in basically and it was full service and but you couldn't interact with the staff but you had one meal you're on a deserted island for one year what would that restaurant be so there's that so and then i'll get into the next one yes let's start with this one because i think for me this is kind of easy and it's not sexy um because you're going to be there for a year and i don't want to have you know pizza every day for a year or um, you know, some something that's going to be the same every day for a year, and uh, I I probably could go with Saints every day between pasta and salads and and wings, but I would go with the restaurant with the most diverse menu in America, and that is the Cheesecake Factory. Um, not the best food in America, but it's got everything. I mean, like from Italian to Asian to burgers to anything. I feel like I could be sufficiently entertained for a year with that what about you yeah you you stole mine too it's just like it it i we started thinking about it i think my wife said chick-fil-a and i was like yeah i I do like chick-fil-a but it's like i would get burned out on it with with a menu as big as cheesecake factory i honestly don't think you could go wrong i mean it's the only answer isn't it yeah it it really is the only answer i mean it, it it truly is unless there is something out there like a good bar that has a bunch of different appetizer types and and then a big menu and something else that I cannot think of right at the moment. I would have to go with Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, I think so too. It's probably maybe off- Fridays in the day. Maybe yeah. TGI Fridays in the day because well, think, again, you have variety. Yeah, I think those cookie cutter restaurants. Like I think you could get by with um, you know Fridays is a good one. Um, any of those sort of Chili's, Rafferty's, or Charlie's, like they all have a fairly diverse menu, but nothing is like the cheesecake factory like that's a book they bring you oh yeah yeah and i mean it's and the book is small print with like 20 items per page so i mean you would you could probably go six months and not eat the same thing if i had a guess yeah and i'm sure there's some statistic out there where somebody has actually done the statistic to show how many meal combinations there are possibly do you know, you know, yep. I had a, I had a really weird first date at the uh, Cheesecake Factory here in town. Um, oh, nice. And, yeah, it was very weird. Um, I was talking to this woman, and um, uh, 
it, it, she was a very nice woman, but we, we were never going to, going to go out again. Um, but one of my questions, what do you like to do? And, and she went through a couple of things. She said, she likes movies. I said, Oh, I love movies. What, what, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite movie? And, uh, she thought for a minute and I would take basically anything, right? Like if she had said Titanic, if she had said when Harry met Sally, if she had said, um, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, there's a whole lot of things that I could be like, okay, that's cool. She thought, and she ultimately came up with, oh, I know Hellraiser. The first (laughs) one, not the second one, the first one. (laughs) I'm not sure this is going anywhere, man. (laughs) That's a good one. That that is a unique movie for sure. No (laughs) doubt about it. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was going to be something like Porkies or something like that. Wow, that would have been I'm awesome. Sure I, if, if I'd gone on a date and somebody had said my favorite movie is Porkies, I I'm not sure I would have met my current wife. I probably would have married her. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, wow so. that that is uh, that is an interesting pick. That <laughs> is wow. That, you threw me for a ringer there. Right? Yeah. No, sure yeah I didn't one. see that coming either, man. No, no, <laughs> no. I didn't. Who picked Cheesecake Factory? Did you or her? I think I did because it was easy and yeah, I was living in E-Town at the time. She was in Louisville and it was kind of a, re- it's a spot for us to meet. So um, kind of a good neutral spot. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, and, and actually I don't think I did because that wasn't my go-to. I think that was her because I usually, there were other restaurants that I would go to. My go-to was, this is really getting off the rails. Um, my go-to was Ramsey's Cafe on the World on Bardstown Road because um the clientele there is so diverse and so kind of different the food's great you can talk and if stuff gets weird it doesn't look weird because you're on a first date or whatever because the the clientele there is diverse and and um you know you can kind of blend in even on a bad date which i had a couple of bad ones there so that was kind of my go-to yeah mine was silver dollar back in the day that's a good one yeah that's a good one um so I, i i had a couple other go to's but um Ramsey's was a, a big go-to for mine. Yeah, yeah. So the, the part B of this question, and we can hold off on this one, but this is a pretty good one too, is if you had a food court of all uh, of your favorite restaurants, but you only could pick from one of those restaurants and, and a salad, an appetizer, a main course and a dessert, what would it be? Yeah, so I think I know what I'm going to go with here, actually. Um, my salad is going to be the wedge salad from Steak and Bourbon. That's my favorite salad in town. Um, uh, although, you know, there's a couple of other good ones out there. The Stilton at Jack Fry's, when they have that on the menu, is good. Um, so yeah. That's going to be that. The appetizer is tricky. The warm goat cheese from Fat Lamb is good. Although I'm tempted to go with, like, what I think are the best wings in town, which it's kind of a dive bar. In fact, it is a dive bar, but Rudy's, which is out our way. It's a owned by a man from Buffalo. It's real Buffalo. I've been there. I might take Rudy's Buffalo wings as my appetizer. Hmm. Okay. My main course, there's some great stuff. Like I love the birria tacos from Noche. Um, any dozens of steaks in town, but I think I'm going to go with the baked CD with spicy sausage from Silvio's. I love that dish so much. And um, it's fantastic. And then dessert, I don't eat or dessert very often. Um, you know, the creme brulee at La, La Relay is really good. But I think ultimately what I would just want to do is just um, drop Plains Bakery in there for uh, some cupcakes or something like that. I think that's what I go with for my dessert. Okay, so that that's your food court. So we I got my food court. 
Okay. All right. All right. Well, mine would probably be the salad would probably be Jay Alexander's. Uh, I think they make a great salad because they have great uh, blue cheese and ranch dressings, in my opinion. Um, appetizer is a little difficult, like you said. I, I might go wings. Um, I haven't been to Rudy's in a long time, so I'm you and I might have to go out and try that again. Um, but I really like uh, Hill or Crescent Hills wings. I think those are pretty good, extra crispy. Or uh, Ramsey's out in Middletown has really good wings. Yeah. Or, or I'd. I might even do like something like um, queso fundido at uh, guacamole. Oh yeah, that's really or, good too. Or nachos at uh, uh, El Noche. Um, meal wise, um, that's tough. It's, I mean, I I would probably go with the moqueca, and I'm probably mispronouncing that at uh, ceviche. Okay, it's a it's a, a Brazilian coconut curry kind of thing stew. It's really, really good. I think anything really at ceviche might be on my list. And then for my dessert, and I'm my mouth is watering, so I apologize. Uh, my dessert would probably be the cheesecake flight at uh, uh, at um, Lavino. They had it. I don't oh, know how many yeah. times they have it. I'm a big cheesecake fanatic and I, it's uh, or cheesecake factory but the flight at uh lavino okay all right so, I, I, all yeah. right that's good that, again that's a great food court i was again telling my wife about that and uh, she made the same joke i did she asked if there was going to be a sabaro in there and i said of course there is there's a sabaro in every food court yeah so. that, that that's like plan b right just a few more minutes before we wrap here um I love that idea. And if anybody has any other ideas, I'd love to hear them. Um, you know, again, why are we not getting paid for this by the city of Louisville? Because we are promoting the hell out of our restaurants, which is good. Yeah, that's for what we sure. want to do. You know, that's, that's even kind of... chain restaurants should be thanking us. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Cheesecake Factory. How about a gift card or something, man? UJ Alexander's or Redmond, Redlands or whatever it's called what, now. Whatever, man. Right, right. Yeah. So anyway well last week we did a this or that and so i've got a few more well, let's do it again this week if you're good i know you've got one too so i got two um, actually i just two, thought okay. of a new one i got a couple too and uh my wife loves this she writes these for me and then i throw in a couple at the end so here we go all gangster, right gangster movies or cowboy movies gangster me too i love cowboy movies but i'll go gangster yep N never be able to speak again or have to say everything on your mind <laughs> oh uh i guess speak my mind i don't know i that's tough I, that's a tough one what about you i would probably lean towards never being able to speak again although i'm sitting here doing a podcast and i just love to talk but yeah yeah i don't exactly. know yeah um, speaking your mind could very easily could get you a lot of things could have happen because if you speak your mind i don't know maybe be quiet i'm in sales i can't keep quiet so i right. guess I have to pick uh speak my mind well i we'll just have to go back and watch uh what's the movie liar liar with jim carrey where he has yes to, yeah, exactly to watch that. yeah um be sticky or be itchy oh, God. uh itchy i guess i'll take sticky i don't like being itchy I don't like being sticky at all. So it's tough. These are tough. Good. Are, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Um, never have another drink or be half drunk all the time. Never be. Uh, never have a drink. 
I literally, there's nothing in my life that I don't do better after two drinks. I'm going to go uh, half drunk all the time. Um, <laughs> just because I don't drink that much anymore. But that. I'd say 10 years ago, I would have answered that a little bit. Different. Maybe five years ago, I would answer that a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Um, DIY home project or pay someone else? Pay someone else. Write the check, baby. Yep. Um, nip slip or crotch grab? Are you trying to get us in trouble on this thing? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It's a nip I, I'm, it's, I, I'm pass. It, I'm passing it, on that it, one. This came up because we were having a conversation about the Super Bowl halftime and its evolution, and so I brought. And she's like, "How about nip slip or crotch grab?" And I'm like, "Okay, all right, let's go." Um, all right, that's all I've got. So, what do you have? <laughs> well, after that, I don't know. Mine are so tame. I'm not really sure. Okay, first one would be Skyline or Five Star. I think Skyline. I'm going Five Star. I think Five okay. Star is a little bit better. Um, and then finally, and you'll appreciate this one, the Beatles or the Stones? Ooh, so I love this question because it's almost like the, the question people bring up all the time is the Beatles or Elvis. And the Beatles and the Stones is a better comp because you're either a Beatles guy or an Elvis guy, but you can love them, but Beatles and Stones. I lean towards the Stones because I like the bluesy stuff a little bit better. So I'm going to go Stones. I I have to agree with you. It's like, I, it, it also depends on the phase. Sure. You can, I think there's a couple of ways to answer the question. I would have to pick Stones overall because I agree with you. I like the bluesy stuff from like 1969 to about... 74 75 mm. um is much better than the but at the same time is we don't know what the beatles would have evolved to at that time frame there could i mean they were starting to head in a much edgier uh style at the end of their music yeah but uh early beetle i'd say earlier beatles i liked a little bit better than earlier stones but i agree with that it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to say but overall i'd say the stones yeah I think so too. I think generally if I'm going to put in a record or just listen to a song, it's going to be a stone song over a Beatles song. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, 100%. So those are the two I came up with. Okay. So that's awesome. We'll keep this going. I think this is really fun. I'll try to keep it between the lines. Some. No, um, no, no. Uh, I, I enjoy it. It's, it throws me off. Yeah. So any question in the middle of this to throw me off is a good thing. I love it. All right. Well, We're reaching the end of our time tonight. Uh, Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, We're going to get out there and uh, have a fun weekend, I'm sure, coming up. Um, Thanks for listening. We may or may not do an episode next week. Scheduling may prevent us from doing it, but um, we may get one in late in the week. So if we take a week off, fear not, we're coming back. Um, So... Everybody, we hope you have a great week. We thank you for listening. Continue to follow us on Instagram. Follow Richard Kinchin Crew. Follow the Good Midlife Podcast. Um, email us at thegoodmidlife at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to take your questions and talk about it. So with all of that, you keep living your best midlife. We're going to keep living ours, and we will talk to you again soon. Yeah, good night, everybody.